I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions and our second day of our look at Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 4 to 7 today. I'm glad you came back after yesterday talking about the difficult, horrible part of our spiritual history, that we're dead in our trespasses and sins. I wanted you to hear the good news. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 7. Listen to these verses. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up, up with Christ, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. In verse 4, but God, but God who is rich in mercy. Those are two words to change your eternity. What made the difference? God made the difference. The motivated heart of God to love us. These verses talk about love, mercy, and grace. Because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive and is by grace that you have been saved. Love, God's willingness to sacrificially give to us. Mercy, the the withholding of deserved punishment. Grace, the giving of undeserved blessings. All of those are caught up in the heart of God and what he's done for us to make us alive in Jesus Christ. It's all motivated by God. It's not motivated by us. It's not from our heart. It's because of what he has done for us in Jesus Christ. We're talking about our spiritual life history. You want to know the real you? As a believer, look at the experience of Jesus Christ and you see the real you. When you think about what happened at Easter, when you think about what happened on the cross, when you think about what happened in the resurrection, it's not just history. It truly is your story. What Jesus did there brought death to your sins and brought life to you. These verses talk about that we've been made alive, we've been raised, we've been seated. Alive, raised, and seated. Those three words talk about who you are now in Christ. He made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our transgressions and sins. That that phrase, made us alive, it's one word in the Greek language. He, He enlivened us. He made us alive. He brought new life to us. And the interesting thing about that one word in the Greek language is the word is in the past tense. It's not he's going to make us alive someday in Christ when we get to heaven. No, it's past tense. The moment you become a believer, it's already occurred. You don't have to make yourself alive. You don't have to hope that someday you'll be made alive. You have been made alive in Christ Jesus. It's already occurred. Alive. That's who you are. And then he says, we've been raised up with Christ. Not only a new person, but we also... We also have a new power in our lives, a resurrection power. Just like Jesus was raised from the dead, you and I have resurrection power in our lives. And again, it's not something we conjure up from within. It is his power, not our power. Now, when you think about resurrection power, think about what happened at the resurrection. What was dead was brought to life. What people thought, Where people thought there was no hope, all of a sudden there was nothing but hope. And just like Jesus has been raised from the dead, he wants to work that kind of power in your life. Sometimes we go to circumstances when we think about this, and we think resurrections are all about circumstances, that God wants to change this circumstance and that circumstance and that circumstance. And yes, he does want to change circumstances. Sometimes he changes them like I want to. Sometimes it doesn't change as I would want to. Because the truth of the matter here is the focus is not on circumstances. It's on you. 
It's on what God wants to do in your life. He wants to bring a new power into your heart, into your life, so that regardless of the circumstances, you know you have the power to face it. You know, have the, you, know you have the power to have hope. You know you have the power to live in a fresh new way. Just like Jesus was resurrected, you and I have resurrection power in our lives. Every time a new believer is baptized, we picture that, that they go down into the water as a picture of the fact that their sins have been, because Jesus died, their sins have been forgiven. And they come up out of the water as a picture of the resurrection, that we live to walk a brand new life. We're alive, we've been raised, and Paul adds a third picture here. If you study the Bible a lot, this one's going to be a little more unfamiliar. We're, we're alive, we've been raised with Christ, and we're also seated with Christ. In verse 6, the phrase is, we're seated with him in the heavenly realms. Now, that's quite a phrase. Alive means I'm a new person. Raised means I have a new power. Seated means I have a new perspective on life. And the idea here is I go straight from the graveyard to the throne room, from dead, not just to life, but also to seated with him in the heavenly realms. I go straight from grave clothes to royal robes. How do we get there? What's he talking about here? Seated with him in the heavenly realms. Is this something that's going to happen someday when we get to heaven? That when I get there, I'm going to be able to sit with Christ and be with Christ? That's not the picture here. The picture here is that we're already there. Again, this is past tense. We are seated with him in the heavenly realms. We're going to come back to that phrase, heavenly realms, a couple of times as we walk through the book of Ephesians. And we're going to see that it's a picture of perspective, the way that God sees things. You see, all you and I see is, is the here and now, but God sees much more than that. He sees the here and now and the then, and he sees them at the same time. And he sees earth and heaven together at the same time. And he sees us here on earth, but he also sees where we're going to be someday, seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. In fact, it's so true that the Bible says this, again, is a past tense experience. In Christ, we are seated there now. In Christ, we enjoy the blessings of that high position even now. You hear what this is saying? This is saying that even though while I'm on this earth, I still suffer the temptations that are a part of this world. I still suffer the problems and the struggles and the difficulties. The spiritual truth about my life history is it was instantly changed the moment I came to know Christ. And when I look at myself now, I can look at myself, see myself as God sees me, forgiven and also seated with Christ. That's, that's a place of security. That's a place of hope. That's a place of blessing. The Bible says in verse 7, here's why God did this. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Wow. God is looking forward for all eternity to showing to you and I the kindness of his grace because of Christ. I can't even get my mind around all that that means. But I do know that that's my Father in heaven. When we look at these truths about ourselves, our spiritual life history, alive, raised, seated, this is how to handle the daily realities of life. This is how you handle the frustrations and the faults and the failures that you and I face every day of our life. There is a definite purpose to our lives today. God is heading us toward this eternity. And God has done all of this so that in the coming ages, he can show the kindness of his grace to us for all eternity. Through all eternity, you're going to be exhibit A. You and I are going to be exhibit A of the grace of God. 
just picture for me for a moment. You're in heaven, and I don't know if this would ever happen. It wouldn't ever happen, but you're, you're talking to a star and an angel and you in this conversation. And, and the star says, I work in the creation section. All eternity, I'm going to show forth God's creative ability. And the angel says, I work in the holiness section. I'm going to declare his holiness, holy, holy, holy. And they look at you and say, how about you? What, what department do you work in? I work in the grace department. My life for all of eternity is to show forth the kindness of his grace as he shows to me the kindness of his grace. Just picture this idea of all of us being display cases for the glory of God for all eternity. That's what the coming ages is all about here. All eternity. This is a new perspective of life. This is telling you and I that life is more than womb to tomb. It's more than just a little bit of time that we spend on this planet. That God's spiritual life history for all of us includes what he's done in our hearts and lives in Christ on this planet, how he's growing us together as a church, but it also includes what he has for us for all eternity. So as we pray today, as we take a few moments to talk to him, I'd like to just tell him how grateful we are. As you pray, you might just say to God, God, that's my story. Alive and raised and seated with Christ. That's my story. And Lord, I realize there's no more important story about me than this story. This is the one that's going to last. This is the one that's at the core of my being, who I really am. And it's all because of you. It's all because of your love for me. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. And I thank you as I read these verses about the honesty, about where I was without you, but also the glory of who I am in you. Thank you, Jesus Christ. In your name, amen. Make sure you join us tomorrow. We're going to be looking at Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, three of my favorite verses in all the Bible.